With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Lats Factor Podcast. What is up, College Lacrosse fans? You're watching the second episode of Lacrosse Lines. The date today is February 3rd, 2023, in the morning here. Uh, so I'm going to rip through... All of the games that I can see the odds for here, I'm in New York, so I can't see every game because New York blocks some of them out on me. But I'm going to try to rip through all of them that I can see and try to give you a little bit of insight. As always, this is not financial or betting advice. Do what you will with the information that I share, but I am not trying to convince you to take any of these bets. I'm a terrible gambler overall myself, but I do have some insight into how I think these teams will do overall. And as always, only bet what you can afford to lose because more often than not, you're going to lose. So let's dive right into these here. Uh, and the first game I want to talk about is Johns Hopkins at Jacksonville. This was a one or two goal game. Maybe it was even a three goal game last year. Jacksonville would have liked it back. I think if they played three times, Jacksonville would have won two out of those three. That's how good that J- this Jacksonville team was. I, as you've heard me say, I think Jacksonville is going to be improved this season. Maybe not quite so much defensively, but offensively, I think they'll have a better team and they return their goalie in cage. So overall, big fan of what Jacksonville is going to put on the field overall. Now, this one's the first one of my coming in hot picks. And what I mean by that is it's a 50-50 game. So it's one of those games where you got to kind of decide who you like and take it. But because I like the odds on this one, these next two picks are are coming in hot picks overall. So as of right now, money line here uh, is in favor of Jacksonville at minus 115. And I believe when I took this bet, I think I got it at Jacksonville at 125. Uh, and then Jax is a one-and-a-half goal favorite, and that's too much heat for me because I think this does end up being a one-goal game in favor of Jacksonville, so I guess I could take Hopkins to cover, but I'm not even doing that because I think this is a 50-50 game with Jacksonville having you know a slight edge, but right now they have the odds even at, at minus 115 for both. So true 50-50 split, so you can take whoever you like better, I personally like Jacksonville in this one, and that's who I took. But, you know, at this point, take what you want. Uh, and one thing, I'm not even going to talk about overs and unders until the end because I don't like overs overs and unders yet because I don't know what these teams are going to look like fully offensively and defensively and how that's going to roll. So for me, taking the over-unders at this point would be going in totally blind, and I'm trying not to. But we'll take a look at them, and maybe I'll find something I like by the end of the video. Now, the next one, we have Utah and Denver here. This is another hot call. They have uh, Denver as a two and a half goal favorite. They have Denver money line at minus 250, Utah plus 200. I actually like Utah to win this game, and I only like them to win this game by a single goal here. Uh, in this case, I uh, and, and I think the last two seasons, this game has been a one goal game. So I took Utah. I think I actually took Utah money line, and I probably and in the end, I'm a stupid better. So I, I was just placed. I placed bets like three weeks ago or four weeks ago when they all first came out, and I went back through and I took more bets after. So I, I actually, you know what? I was a dumb crap. I took Denver money line 
initially, I believe, is what I did. Or I might have even taken Denver at, at minus two and a half. And I came back in yesterday, and I think I took Utah money line. Either way, and I, and I actually took one unit at two and a half for Denver like three or four weeks ago. And I, so I put a three-unit bet on Utah because I do think they're going to win, and it wouldn't let me cancel my bet that I had already placed on Denver. This is how bad I am at gambling overall, and you're going to kind of watch me figure all this out during the season as we go on. But that's how stupid I am. As knee-jerk, before I did my research, I took Denver at minus two and a half. And then once I was compl- completed my research, I took Utah at plus 200. Uh, so that's that one. But I really do think Utah has a very good chance to win. Why? Denver has lost all sorts of talent, and they weren't very good last year already. And I think Utah brings a lot back. They're going to be really pumped about this game. So I like Utah. Uh, now, these are my pretty solid picks. And the, like one of the things I think I've already said, I'm trying to stack wins. I'm not trying to do this in a way that's going to make me the most amount of money. I'm just trying to stack wins initially as we get a feel for the teams. So these are my pretty solid bets overall. And uh, Air Force at Ohio State. Where is that one here on my screen here? Air Force at Ohio State. I actually like Ohio State at minus five and a half for this one. I think Ohio State could potentially flirt with and maybe even kiss the top five this season. They got Van Buren on defense. They've got um, uh, the Army transfer, who I you know literally was just listening to a podcast talking about him, and I I, I know him well. Uh, Hudgens. Uh, there as well. They've got a couple. They got the LIU transfer, Ricky, Richie LaCalandra, all added to Jack Myers and a veteran group coming back. So I am really high on Ohio State. I know Air Force has a lot coming back as well. Ohio State breaking in their new facility here, $25 million plus dollar facility. I think that Ohio State's going to win this one by six goals or more. I actually think they might be able to win this one by eight to ten goals. I think Ohio State is a very good lacrosse team. Now, the question comes down to what do you want to take? This is a no-brainer. Uh, you know, they're, The money line set at minus 1,300 in favor of Ohio State here. Uh, so that one, not worth my time or whatnot. So I took uh, Ohio State to cover the spread on this one. And I think that's a decent bet. I think that's a pretty solid bet that they're going to come out, even though spreads tend to be a little bit less pronounced first games of the season. I think Ohio State could potentially be that good. Not that Air Force is bad. This is really me just having a lot of confidence in the product that Ohio State's going to put on the field here this year. Uh, The next one, and this one's not a big one, Lafayette at Penn State. I like this game because Penn State was bad last year. I think they're actually going to be a lot better this year. I think between the transfer portal, adding a couple of guys, they got a couple of guys back from injury. This is actually a much more veteran team than they were last year with some actual talent on the roster. I think they're going to be better, six goals better than Lafayette. So this is another one here. Taking the money lines, not worth the heat. Uh, ver- you know, the risk versus the reward. Even though Penn State's going to win, you're just getting paid pennies. I think that Penn State should be able to edge Lafayette by six goals or more. Uh, so I actually took Penn State to cover at a, at a minus five and a half on this one. Uh, the next one, Richmond at Maryland. Where is that on here? We're looking at Richmond and Maryland right here. Uh, this one should probably be be more of a I'm not touching it, which is going to be the last segment. But I like the one thing I like about this game is that these teams have traditionally played to a reasonable score, and Maryland has a lot of offensive question marks that need some answering, uh, and they have to as, and they're going to have to figure things out in their flow on offense a little bit. So they're going to have to do that on the fly to a degree in their first game. Now I may eat shit on this one because Maryland would have beat up Richmond last year. 
Richmond and Maryland both lost a lot of talent. So Maryland, Richmond may not have closed that gap between themselves and Maryland all that much, even though Richmond is always good. So that's my one worry with this one. I took Richmond at plus seven and a half because I do think that it's going to be a seven goal. You know, I figured what 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 do I think a reasonable score by the end of this game will be? And I was thinking 17 to 10. That doesn't sound that bad. 17 10 in favor of Maryland. That sounds pretty reasonable. It's still winning considerably and and would prove that Maryland's a lot better than Richmond, but not not at, you know, I don't think they're eight goals necessarily better better than Richmond. So, I took Richmond at plus seven and a half here. Once again, money line completely worthless. Uh and and who knows, you know, how those odds shake out. Uh, the next one. Now, these are the I'm not touching these bets because I have no idea what's going to happen with them, but we'll talk about them a little bit here. Uh, we've got Mount St. Mary's at Navy. I'm not touching this one. The issue is I think the line, line makers pretty much got it right. If someone put a gun to my head and they said you had, I had to take anything other than the money line on this one because the obvious bet for me would be take Navy, the money line, and make myself, what, seven cents on the dollar or some crap like that. Um I think I'd take Navy to cover at, at, at minus six and a half. They're the six and a half point favorite. I think, hey, Navy could probably beat Mount St. Mary's at, at by seven goals. Now, what? why I don't want to touch this one, even if Navy was just absolutely killer and ends up being a top 10 team, the, you know, they may not still beat Mount St. Mary's by uh, seven goals or more in this game. That's what worries me. Navy's not a team that traditionally runs the score up. Navy is going to be superior athletically. They've got the the one of the better midfields in the Patriot. They have probably potentially the best midfield in the Patriot League, you know, because they have one of the top midfield units, I think, in the country overall. But it's just that's too much heat for me. I don't like the odds there. I think that Navy could – I think they're right on the cusp. I think you're looking at a, a – uh, five to seven goal spread in this one, most likely in favor of Navy. So I didn't like the 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 spread uh, and the money line's worthless. So if you put a gun to my head and said take one, I'd take Navy uh, at as the six and a half point favorite because I think they can beat him by seven, but who knows? So that's one, I'm not touching it. Another one I am not touching at all is down, where'd it go? Bellerman Duke right here. I'm not touching it. Money line pays nothing. Duke's sitting at ten and a half uh, point favorites. Uh, you know that's right in the area where I think you have to ask: Is Duke eleven goals better than Bellerman? Yes, Duke is definitely eleven goals better than Bellerman for sure. But by the end of the game, will Duke finish up eleven goals? That's what I'm not sure about. I think that there's a small chance that because of the the lack of flow they had last year, you might see Donowski run the score up on Bellerman a little bit. But that is by no means Donowski's M.O. There were times the year Sowers played where they went up by like seven goals early, and in the second quarter he emptied the bench, literally had in the second quarter, let the second attack play, puts the starting attack back in in the third quarter. So there's times where he's done that, and then there's times where he's just let things go and they've run things up a little bit. So I think that 10.5 point favorite, that number for Duke, it's right where I think they'll probably finish this game. You know, you would, you'd look at it and say, hey, at one point Duke was up 18 to 6 or 18 to 5, but they empty the bench in the fourth quarter and then the score ends up being 20 to 10 or something like that. That would be my worry in this one. So I'm not touching it. Maybe at the end of the show, we'll look at the over under to see what we think there. But that one, nope, I'm not touching that game. Another one here, Detroit Mercy at VMI. That's up here. I'll pass. I'm tempted to take VMI at uh, plus one and a half. 
Uh, but A, New York doesn't have this one for me. All right? it, it is showing it here, but I, for some reason, I didn't think I could play that one. And uh, who the hell knows what these teams are going to look like this year. The bottom of D1 are the hardest to read uh, when they take the field against each other. So a game like Detroit Mercy and VMI, not touching it. You know, it, Maybe we play with the over-under here, but that one I think at this point is pretty much a toss-up and nobody – You know, I, I think Detroit Mercy – Probably wins the game, but it's still, I'm not touching it with a 10-foot pole. Uh, Lindawood at Marquette here. This is another one. It intrigues me because the one thing that intrigues me is that Lindawood being their first year D1, they're coming up from D2. You know, I think a lot of people are thinking, well, the new D2 team that's playing D1 in the first year is easily going to get waxed by Marquette. That is probably true. But Mar is Marquette 12 goals better then Lindawood is the question. Lindawood in the D at the D two level went twelve and four last year. So yeah, Marquette is probably twelve goals better than Lindawood if that's how they kind of let it play out. But the fact that I can't say yes for sure makes me want to avoid this one. The upper levels of Division two can hang with the mid to lower levels of Division one. Marquette, depending on the year, they're solid some years. They're less than solid others. So this one has me a little bit worried. I did not deep dive into Lindawood's schedule to see who they went 12 and two, 12 and 4 against. I know they did get waxed in the NCAA tournament by 10 goals. I think they lost 20 to 10, which would lead me to believe they're not one of the upper echelon teams in Division Two. But I know enough. I don't. I don't know enough about them and their roster for me to feel comfortable taking this game overall. Uh, maybe the over and under is one we'll talk about here. Uh, the next one that I'm not touching, Holy Cross at Providence. Who knows? I mean, Providence definitely, I think, is going to win this game. And could you say that Providence could cover at, you know, minus five and a half? You have two former assistant coaches that I believe uh, both at one point coached at Maryland. Uh, maybe, I don't know if they over how much overlap there was here. But either way, these guys are familiar with each other. Holy Cross has not been very good. Providence traditionally a little bit, quite a bit better than what Holy Cross has done. So this is another one. I think the spread is right about where it would be. And from that point, I think it's just about 50-50. So I'm not touching this one. And the money line, you know, you could, you could, if you just didn't mind making pennies on the dollar, I'd take Providence money line on Providence at minus uh, 935. It'll pay something. Uh, so if you're just trying to stack wins, giddy up, maybe I'll take this bet after just so I can once again stack wins and I'll, make, I'll take 38 cents on the dollar. Uh, so, yeah, but I, that was one of my ones that I'm not touching because I'm just not sure at this point. And then Mercer at Bucknell. Now, this is, you know, Bucknell, typically middle of the pack to even a little bit above average in the Patriot League, and the Patriot League is a very tough conference. Moneyline doesn't pay crap, um, but, you know, Bucknell at minus five and a half might be a goal too steep. I think overall here, because Mercer's not trash. Mercer is dealing with losing their best player. Bucknell doesn't have that. I think even Bucknell lost a couple of solid players to the transfer portal this year as well. So that's another one. If you put a gun to my head uh, and I had to take two bets on this game uh, and I had to take two bets on this game, I'd take, I don't even know what I'm talking about because um, I'd only put one in there. So yeah, you put a gun to my head, say, take a bet. I'm taking Bucknell. Uh, and, and if I couldn't take the money line again, I said, I, I'm taking Bucknell at, at is the five and a half point favorite, but, but that's a little bit too much heat for me. And I'm not touching that one either. So that is it. Those are the games. Like I said, Syracuse, I think they, uh, in the show last night, they may have said Syracuse was a two and a half point favorite over, um, 
Vermont, that's easy money to me. I think Cuse is going to win by way over two and a half goals. I think I even said I wouldn't be surprised to see Syracuse win by seven, ten goals, maybe even more. So for that, I'd take it if that was, in fact, the spread. Um, But that's it, man. I think I may mess around tomorrow morning and hop on a Twitter Spaces right around, say, 10 o'clock in the morning or so. Um, as everyone's kind of gearing up and getting ready to watch games for the day. So I may do that. We'll see how that rolls. But everybody, as I said, do not take bets placed on based on what I've just told you. This is just me thinking out loud. If you're going to take bets, do not bet more than what you can afford to lose. That is always important here. Uh, I, I deal with that in crypto all the time because I'm just I just lose money in crypto all the time. So that's it. Come back Sunday. First show will be on Sunday morning. Uh, probably have it out by about 9 a.m. or so. And uh, that'll be the full recap of all the games that are being played on Saturday. We'll even maybe touch on a couple of D2 games that are played that were played between Wednesday and today. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And I'll be back next Friday to rip through these again. And uh, by you know I'll get a better flow and maybe even have some graphics and stuff like that to deal with by then. But I'm just trying to put out some content, uh, you know, rambling about lacrosse. So you guys have more info to go off of because a lot of podcasts are just doing interviews they're not talking this deeply about lacrosse so that's all i do all i'm going to do is talk about lacrosse teams lacrosse players lacrosse results lacrosse betting i will do nothing but talk about lacrosse you'll rarely hear anything about my life uh outside of like you know maybe i'll get some covid or you know i had lyme disease one year we talked about that so you know that's it i'm not gonna uh, bore you with details about my life we are gonna do nothing but talk about lacrosse on this podcast so thank you for watching Thank you for listening. Come back Saturday morning, 9 a.m. We'll have the full recap show done. Highlights, deep dive into stats of every game, what happened and uh, what we think is going to happen next week and all that shit here come Sunday morning by 9 a.m. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And Hoost is out. The Lats Factor Podcast.